everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Hello, everyone. We are back today and we are covering Audition. That's right. We are still in our era of Hit Me Baby one more time. And we are still in the 90s. And what says 90s better than this movie y'all keep saying is one of the best movies I never saw um, from the 90s and from Japan? Yeah. And it's fitting because this movie came out in 1999 and that was the same year that Britney released Hit Me Baby one more time. So here we are. (laughs) Two hits make a 90s. Like, love to see it. Yes, yes. All right, well, let's get into this because there's some things we got to discuss. Listen, I, I'm i just going to go ahead and say it. This movie took forever to get to the goods. It took forever. It was the slowest of... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. I, I think that this film tried to do... Like, I love movies that kind of take different genres and mix it together and do some weird, cool stuff. And I think this movie was trying to do that. And I think in some ways, in some places, it was successful in that. But I do think that there was definitely some pacing issues, especially in that first half. There was some meandering shots that I was like, this don't need to be here. Like, I I mean, I get it tonally maybe, but like this movie, if this were, if this movie was, an hour and a half to an hour 45, I would have liked it a little better than the hour 55 mark that we're got that we have. Especially cause like the first 20 minutes maybe don't really do anything. Like we don't need to see that his wife dies because that doesn't help us feel better about him being a gross dude who runs auditions to get a girlfriend. Like that's, <laughs> it, it's just a fact. And then the son seems over it. So it's not like it's like a thing in the house. It sounds like you gotta go out and get laid and get married, dad. So it's like, why did we have to sit through that? We could have learned all that from subtext and from like him looking at the picture on the desk and the like there there's dialogue that happens later on in the film that we totally could have learned that without having to actually visually see it. I was worried I had the wrong movie because it took so long to get to the audition. I was like, did I hit play on the wrong movie? Did Tubi fuck up? Am I fucked up? Is this, what is happening? And when we get there, when we we get there, the audition is too long. It should have also been trimmed because it goes on for way too damn long. And it's underscored with a comedic song. And so it's just like, is this going to be a thriller or no? I think that it was just trying a whole bunch of different stuff. Like there were moments in in that audition scene that I I did laugh. Yeah, there were moments that that were very funny. I, the whole time, I kept being like, this audi- these audition questions, what in the chorus line is going on? <laughs> Look, it's definitely giving, this is a gross dude, this is not a real job. And they're just, because we've all seen people who are desperate to get their moment, they're just like, I'm going to make it work. And they're doing ridiculous things. And some of it was funny, I'm not going to lie. But like, it felt like it went on way yes. too long. I didn't time it. But I was like, we didn't need to see all of these. We didn't need to see all these repeats. Not all of this is worth us wasting this time. I definitely didn't need to see the titties. Like, that could have done without that. Um, but, of course, they're there because right? straight men are here. Listen. <laughs> I, but, yeah, I, yeah, it should have been shorter. But I found some fun in there. I was just like, especially when he was like, would you ever be a sex worker? And I was like, what? <laughs> what audition is this? I feel like 
I cannot pinpoint more than maybe two, three scenes that didn't need to be trimmed. Like all scenes went on too long. Even the ones I was like, something's finally happened. I'm like, but we're taking our dear sweet time. It, I I don't want to be made love to. I want <laughs> I want something quicker. I want something dirtier. I don't want meandering and eyes and searching. Well, I, I'm and not I that think girl. that there is a way to do that that could be more effective than this. I I'm curious because I'm not as familiar with this filmmaker. Um, as I probably maybe should be, but like, I'm curious where this falls in his career because like, it feels very early. Like this feels very like maybe first feature or something where he's really like, I have something to say and I'm going to say it. (laughs) But this is also the nineties where those thrillers were three hour dramas and nobody did anything to the end. And so it was the style. So I don't know if it was filmmaker or the trend because We've seen those Hannibal sequels. I um, also, because so I have this movie on Blu-ray, which I've never actually watched it for. I've had it for like (laughs) six or seven years. I bought it when I was working at Barnes and Noble and it was on sale. You know how that goes. And because everyone's like, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. So I never watched it till this, but it had a little intro thing from the director and one, he's he's just a very precious man. He was so awkward. He was like, I don't know what to say. It was just very odd. (laughs) And, but what I loved about it was because this Blu-ray was released, I guess, at the 10 year anniversary of the film being released. That's about right. And he was yeah. like, it's been 10 years. I'm very proud of the film. I know it's not perfect. And I was like, look at you, filmmaker, on your Blu-ray release, admitting that your film is not perfect. Like, that's just so refreshing because so often we get like, how dare you criticize my movie? It's perfect. It's Everything is perfect here. And, I, and it's like, I was, okay, that makes me actually kind of respect the movie more than I probably would have if I hadn't have seen that. <laughs> it's definitely not an American man trait. That's like, if I hadn't known, I would know now. <laughs> but speaking of American men, I was like, this movie proves that no matter where you are in the world, men are menning. Like they're just menning all over the Listen. men world with the men's. And it's, yes. you know what? Part of me says, I got to respect the consistency. Like, <laughs> At least they're consistent. Listen, listen, there's a reason you can't spell menace without men. <laughs> At least they're <laughs> consistent. Um, I will say, I did find it interesting, though, the comments about women in this film, especially early on, both the father and the son, and maybe the friend, too. I, the two that I wrote down specifically were said by the father and son. But the father literally says, she scares me. And then... The boy, the son at one point says, I'm scared of women. And I'm like, I think more men, especially straight men, but men in general, need to admit that they're scared of women. And I think that's where some of this like misogyny comes from, is just this like they're scared of women. <laughs> and I think this movie kind of shows that. They should be scared of women because he found the one who's <laughs> not to be fucked with. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> the father-son stuff I think that that would have more weight but like we don't really again we have the mother dying up top and then we have them at, when he's a teen and he's like dad you gotta you get married it's time and like we assume that this dude's been lonely and folks are raising his son but also his go-to is immediately let's hold an audition so I can get some skanks and so like I just <laughs> I so when he's like I'm afraid of women and his son's like I'm afraid of women I'm like 
that's cool. But also, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about anything we've done so far <laughs> or, or this comment. <laughs> like, like, this is one of those movies where it's not not feminist, but it's not not anti-feminist at the same time. And that's what happens when men are doing things. You're just like, I'm going to go sit down and think about all this that you should have thought about. And I'll come back to you in a couple of years. <laughs> True. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, it's interesting, I guess, is the right word. It, it makes yes. choices. Because, like, for instance, we have our main girl who I thought was going to have so much more to do because of the posters and the people going about this movie. But, like, Asami, she was she was cool. She gave a great performance. But, like, I just wanted her to be more brutal because she got this demonic bag. I wanted to know more about the whole movie. And when we finally do, because they keep, like, it's almost like burlesque. So, like, here she is with the bag. Ha, ha, ha. Now they're on a date. I, was like, I don't care about this date. I want to put the bag. Oh, What's in the bag? I knew Who's in the, the bag? moment I saw the bag. I was like, that dude that's been gone for 18 months, that's, he's in that bag. Because then they also had the moment where it was Listen. like, there was extra fingers and tongues. And I was like, oh, okay. So she's taking this. I don't know what this dude did to her, but he did something. And this other woman who owned the bar fucked her over too. And she's like, we're just going ham here, literally. I wanted more time with her, but like, again, this was told from his point of view. So we're watching him uncover the mystery for the last 30 minutes of the movie that I wanted to know about the whole movie. And I'm just like, it's not about him. He's just Ken. We need to go with her. Follow her. I agree with that. Like I would much rather have seen this film through her perspective because also her motives weren't, weren't clicking for me. Like I get it. She has trauma in her past, which a lot of femme people do. (laughs) Um, Especially about men. Um, And so she's got all of that. And she clearly is enacting revenge on people for doing. But, like, I never know what they did. And it's like, what did, like, did she find out about the audition process? And that's why she's revenging on this. I just wanted all that to be a little more clear for me. Because when you say revenge, I'm in. That's my love language. I'm ready to go. But like, you also gotta like tell us what we're rooting for. Because it was just like she got revenge on some people, and now we're getting revenge on him. Like, I know what he did. <laughs> but like, what did they? What did others do? Give me details. So I also think that chaotic editing at the end, where you're like, what's real, what's not real, didn't help either. Because there are there is some dialogue moments at the end where she's like. You held an audition, da 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 da. You didn't all this. So there, but I don't know if that's real or not. Is that in his head? Is that his own guilt, or is that something she's actually telling him? So I was lost. Exactly, because when we start mixing his dreams with reality and memories, it gets so confusing. And a lot of it, it just feels like it's also doing art house things, like that sex scene. My, my no, this is the most art house sex scene I've ever seen. Where she reveals the scar, and then. It was the most, it was the quickest sex scene, which may be accurate for straight folks. Uh, <laughs> listen, listen, I, again, he's out of practice. He just, so. he just slipped over and it was done. It's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> right? He's like, I told you it's been a while. <laughs> I also want to know, is she a person? Is she something else? Because we don't really get into her lore. Because she, we know she's dressing like a virgin because she's coded as the virgin and all the white and things. Um, and we know that the man like burned her as a child, but we don't know why he burned her. And I hate having to ask that because I was on her side, but now the movie's over. I'm like, was she a demon or something? And he was trying, because, I don't yeah, know. But after the, 
did laugh. But the sun kicks her and she flies. She flew down them <laughs> stairs. She like catapulted. Like he had some strong ass legs. But <laughs> you play soccer. <laughs> but uh but then it shows her at the bottom of the stairs and like her neck muscles are still moving. And I guess that could be like what is it called? Like phantom muscle movements after you die, like something still move. It's really fucking weird. Oh yeah. It takes like a second yeah. times to die. So that could have been it. But then there's also like she's looking at him and she starts talking to him. So like what is she a robot? Is she like what is what who is this woman? And like what is I don't I don't know. Another reason I wanted to have more time with her because it's, it feels like they're trying to sell it as her movie, which is another thing that men do when they write something and they're like, it's about her, but it's not. Which is why I'm just like, men have been here. But like, I wish it had been about her. I wish that this had been us watching this bitch, whoever she is, walk through men in this town and she finds this idea. She's like, look at you little bullshit. And wrecks his life. Because right now, it's, it's feeling like they wanted this family drama with this father and the son. And that's not what this is. We just happen to like bury the lead and lose the interesting part, but it's not about them. I don't care. Right. About and them. they <laughs> not there's only a couple times when it even like alludes to their relationship. Like there's I think they have like what three scenes together in this entire movie, if that. And then there's yeah. that one at the end. Again, the chaotic editing I couldn't follow. There's that what at the end when the father is when Asami is starts to give him head, but then suddenly Asami turns into his son's girlfriend, and it, like, yeah, and the dead wife, and so other, yeah, it was that I was like, what in the what in the men? Because I was like, don't do that. Um, again, when he was dreaming and are walking through, I don't know memories. I don't know. I don't understand. Um, those were interesting, but like went on too long, and they never really like stuck the landing with them because his dreams are so spicy and weirdly sexual and it's giving repressed man who would set up a fucking audition and i'm like okay but we don't get time in that enough either without it. so we get too much time without it doing anything is what's going this on this is like, <laughs> like a lesser offender similar to men like i'm not putting it on the same level as men because this there is no. so oh much better than could you be worse uh <laughs> 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 no, there can. There actually is worse than men. That's saying something, but like it's it. You gotta try. Um, but like, yeah, it it tries to do too much with, it, but it doesn't do anything enough for me. I I want to read the novel this is based on because that might give me more into who she is because she's the moment. Again, that's why they have her on the poster. That's why they're trying to sell it as her movie. It just feels very 90s male. I made something about a woman, but it's not about a woman because I don't have to write them. <laughs> um, like like those scrub episodes for, for feminism. And it's like, this is not feminism. Um, and those other like 90s sitcoms, um, early odd sitcoms. I was like, we thought about the women this week. And it's like, you, you didn't hire a woman in your writer's room, please. This is getting embarrassing. But also like, this woman is throwing red flags left and right from the fucking jump. Like, there are so many times like, well, dude, what the hell? Like, <laughs> I think, I think she did some sort of magic or something. To, I, again, I don't know if she's a witch, a demon, or what have you, a succubus. I don't know because we don't get to spend time with her, um, which is weird because this movie's so long. <laughs> you think they would give her a couple chapters? <laughs> but like, he seems stuck on her because like. 
and we could talk about how she played her part, but also there was some enchantment. I, I just don't know what kind because we don't get that to would know. have made his character make a little more sense because like the whole time I was like, dude, she is literally telling you like, I didn't know you were ever going to call me again. I was so scared. And I was like, you've been on one date, girl. You've been on one date. And no. she's saying, I love you. And she knew he would. She's waiting by the phone for him because again, whatever she did, she did the wham, bam, I'll see you in hell, Sam. And he was like, I'm on it. I'm on it. But again, I, I want to know what she is because then I could be like, ooh. Uh, and if we don't have a word for her, like we make it up as we go along, that's also interesting. But just like, let me know that what the powers are, what the parameters are, so mm-hmm. I can be in the world. Because she, I would love to see her in a movie about her. And I know that this is 24 years old. So I know that actor is still acting, but I would love to see a movie where we know her and we see her kill a couple of dudes and it's a good time. So while we're talking about things that didn't make sense to us, it, I don't know why there's sometimes when I'm watching movies, the littlest thing will take me out and I'll be like, but, but why are you, why was he throwing golf balls? Why was he throwing golf balls? I just, is that a thing in Japan? Like, <laughs> the, I, I've never seen The other before. dude had a <laughs> golf club. So, like, why are you throwing golf balls? I'm so confused. Again, I think that this was just tonally in places because so much of it felt like a thriller and then it wanted to dip further into the horror umbrella because thriller's under the horror umbrella. I know people like to pretend it's not. They are. 100%. Get over it. Those Lifetime movies um, that you all hate, they're in the horror umbrella. <laughs> I, yes, they are. Yes, they are. Because yes, all men. Um, and so, and so, yeah, I, I just wish that it had, it had done more in the arena it wanted to be in. Because again, it's like, here's a couple of yucks. And I was like, but I'm not laughing. And I think that when it was in its lane, it was it was interesting, even the parts that went on too long, which was most of the scenes. Um, it was interesting, and I was into it, and I had questions, and I was engaged. But then we'd be like, we want to be funny now. And I'm like, no, you haven't earned it. <laughs> please, please don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, the last 30 minutes of this movie, at least half of it, if not more, I was actively looking away. I could not watch. When he, it's a dream sequence. I don't know if it's real or not, but like, it happened on my screen, so <laughs> that part of it was real. When she, <laughs> sorry y'all, when when she <laughs> v- vomited into that dog mm-hmm. bowl and fed it to that man, I mm-hmm. I almost had to be like, I, I don't know if I can finish this charade. I don't, I, I, I was, I may be a little late because I got to go to the bathroom and vomit forever because like that is. Dis- that's the that was the worst image in the whole. I her t- chopping heads off and feet off and whatever I've mm-hmm. seen. I've seen misery. I've seen uh, all the other things, mm-hmm. but when oh, no. that that moment. That's when I was like, ugh, because he had to eat it with no tongue. So he's getting his like jaw into it. He's getting his chin into it. It's dribbling down his neck, and it is the yellowest vomit I've ever seen. And it was overflowing. I don't know what she had been eating. With, I, I don't know why that was the dream he had. When but it was she disgusting. mama bird him, because that's essentially what birds, what mama birds oh, do. Oh. When she mama bird him, yeah. that was the worst part. Of it. I mean, I say worse. I mean, it was effective, but it was for me <laughs> the moment I was like, nope, can't watch. Put my head in front of the screen. 
It was the pins and needles in the face for me. That's when I was like, we've gone too far, especially because I'm on day three of a headache that wants to be a migraine. And so seeing needles go in his skull, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> that was the second. That was the runner up for me because needles and me don't. Yeah. Because also she tells him, like, okay, I will say the last 30 minutes are effect- like, I, they're, it's rough for me to watch, but they are effective. <laughs> but like, I wish yes. I got there sooner. When she said, uh, you're paralyzed and what I've given you makes your, you can't move, but your nerve endings are still alive and they're more sensitive. And then she starts poking him with a deeper, deeper. I was like, this is sadistic um, shit right here. <laughs> she, if she is a real person, she her, needs to go to therapy because like, girl. <laughs> it was her with the wire on the foot. Ugh. Cause like I kept forgetting it was the foot because the way the angles and things like she saw his dick off and then I'd be like no it's the foot it's the foot but it don't make it that much better because <laughs> like, she's just like going to town like and I was like this bitch is wild I want more time with her she yes and the the flashback dream sequence I guess with her father because also if these are his dreams how does he know I. Uh... Again, I I don't know what she is. I know she I know she finagled him and that's why he's like caught up in her. But I don't know why he's getting to see the dreams and things because he's seeing them and still pursuing her. And I know that that is part of whatever she's done to him. And I want to know what she is because different things have different lore. If you're making something up, that's even more exciting. But like, I just need to know so I can make the things well, make sense and- in my brain his experiences are mixing with her experiences. Cause like you have the dead mother or the dead wife, you have the the son's girlfriend, you have all these things that she doesn't know anything about. And then you have stuff from her that he knows nothing about. So it's like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I have questions and I, I'm not mad at some of the questions, but I just, Phil, for this runtime, we should have more answers. True. And I'm not someone that, like, you have to spell everything out for me at the end of the movie. Like, I'm okay with being left to come up with some of my own answers on my own. Like, that's fine. But, like, I feel like some of the questions I have about this movie are literally, like, the foundation of this story. Like, what is this? What yeah. is happening? Yeah. Like, I, I'm just sad that my biggest question is, who is she? What is she? Because again, we're having these dreams intermingle. We're having these memories intermingle. Is she absorbing him? And if she is, like, what is the rest of that process? Because like, we've seen what happens to them afterwards because they don't have like feet and shit. Um, and they're like <laughs> living in a bag. Also, what is the bag? I just, I, is this how she sustains herself? Because we don't really see her eat or drink things. Um, She's got a telephone and a bag with a man in it. That's all she she's got in her apartment. She did drink some champagne when they were on that date. So I respect that. that the only thing she consumes is alcohol. Yes. That is on track. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. That is yeah. on track. I see that. Yeah. But yeah, we never see her. I think they do have dinner at one point, but we never see her actually eat anything. Because she's entertaining him and trying to please him. Which, again, her wearing the all-white number and pretending to be the most virginal bitch in the world and being like, I just want to please you. I don't know. I, I, I hope that you like this. I hope that you like that. I was hoping you would call. I will tell you what all you want to know. The obedient little bitch. Like, I, I'm like, this is a scam. This is a scam. I want to know more about her. Flags, like, flags. <laughs> it's, it's like the reveal in Words Within. Like, 
Again, when you think you found your perfect woman, it's because she's playing you. And boy, was she playing him. Look like a piano. He ain't got no foot. Like, listen, she's making her way downtown, walking fast. Faces <laughs> as fast as she homebound. <laughs> like, he ain't got no foot. What, what was that cuff thing that she put on his ankle? Was that like to cut off blood circulation? So... So she don't get so much flatter. Yeah, I think that she has the right tools. Which again, I want to know more about her. And this is why we can't let men do things. Because I want to know what happened. I mean, like, granted, this is not one of the more, like, fundamental issues that I have or questions that I have. But, like, I want to know what happened to the bartender. Like, what was that whole situation? And who is this record label man that's been missing for 18 months? I mean, I know we know who he is because we've seen him. But, like, what is his deal? Like, what... What is going on? And why did she leave his body parts at the murder scene of the other the lady? Because it's also not all men that she's murdering. It's also a woman that she's murdered. She's equal opportunity. And I love that for her. I I want to know if she has multiple bags or if like when she gets a new person in the bag, the other person is found. Again, questions about her and her process because she is the moment. She's the millennium. I want I want to get information. Because you know here on Fear Street, we love a female killer. Like I'm all I'm all here for a Mrs. Voorhees, you know, an Asami. I'm all here for it. But you gotta at least Mrs. Voorhees had we, a reason. We, like she was very clear, like Y'all fucked up. Now I'm killing y'all asses. Like that is what she said. If if she's killing men, we're all in. That's the merch. What? <laughs> uh, yes, yes. If she's killing men, then we're all in. And we're a poet, and we didn't know it. <laughs> oh gosh, but yeah. In the in a pro the pro column for this film. The special effects were effective. When she was sawing off that man's foot, it looked like she was fucking sawing off that man's foot. I I love 90s practicals effects because that shit was wild. That Again, I, I feel like this is one of those movies where people are just like, it's so good, it's so good, it's so good. And they don't tell you it's interesting. And then like the last 30 minutes yeah. is like, you have to look, you can't look well, away. I had to look away. Which is a better... I vomiting like, somewhere. Listen. <laughs> I was into it. But we never communicate that. We're like, oh, it's so good. And instead, and that's how you set it up. Like, I literally was like, I don't know if this movie is what people said it was. And then she went to work. And I was like, we could have been here. We could have started here. We could have seen her finishing somebody up top instead of the wife dying. Because, again, what was the reason for the wife? Because she's just kind of an afterthought. Yeah. Yeah, especially because, like, it doesn't seem like either the father or the son are, like, super still hurting or like whatever over her death like 17 years later however long it's been no like they're living their best life eating their foods um dad is still being a frat boy because he did something so juvenile by holding auditions to meet women like what in the weekend at bernie's yes i'm like good sir you're too old to be here um (laughs) you're just too old to be here I would have rather I would have rather they had a real audition for a real movie and just been those gross dudes that do that to be like while we're here let's also as opposed to let's just go ahead and have a whole fake audition we'll rent a place we'll hire people this is expensive this is at this point you can just hire a couple of well, girls over the weekend they said like that I they just... were going to actually make the movie but they weren't going to cast the girl that he wanted to be with because of something 
There was also a comment about like, I forget, like I, I'm going to butcher it, but something like girls who have been through stuff are the better actors, which I was like, okay. But then they don't want them because they're too good or something like that. I was like, what is going on? This is casting director bullshit. <laughs> like what? Listen, it's it's a whole thing and I don't know how to feel about it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at some of the uh, trivia on IMDb and there's some interesting stuff. This, this tracks with us. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino says that this film is a true masterpiece if there ever was one. Well, now I'm biased. Um, I can't like this anymore. Thanks, Quinn. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate this movie, but yeah, it's not a masterpiece in my opinion. I just, it's, again, I think that it is, it is doing what it does and that's all that it does. Um, It's not the worst movie we've seen. It's not my favorite because we've done some other movies from Japan and I think like those were slightly better times. But again, this is in that 90s thriller moment where everybody was like, let's take an hour and a half, do anything spicy. Right. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, but let me go home. I'm a child. This is a Wendy's. Oh, wow. They, only, they shot this movie in only three weeks. Oh, yeah. Like, it felt like uh, there's a lot of movies, especially um, indie indie movies, and this feels like it might be an indie movie. Again, I don't know what's considered an indie movie with Japanese funds because I barely know the conversion for like us in London. And I actually have been to London three times. <laughs> Girl, I hope this what? is not true. Cause um, the dog bowl of vomit fed to Asami's prisoner is in fact, the actual vomit of actress of the actress. That's not legal. I think I'm I lying to you. hope so. Cause that is, that is not okay. <laughs> this actor, apparently the actor, according to this, the actress, insisted on doing it because she's method she needs therapy she needs to go to therapy because that is not okay if she's vomiting that much and that color she needs that a doctor <laughs> i imdb has failed you that is not i won't believe that i will say that i didn't enjoy her being dressed like a tampon the whole movie well they say it's another one of the things on here and i and i did know this too and uh she wears a lot of white because well in Japan, white is associated with death. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. I take back my tampon <laughs> comment. Because I just figured it was the marker as the virginal bitch that he wants. Because all men supposedly want virgins. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Apparently that is a... Because like, oh yeah. Because brides in Japan don't wear white. They wear like... Like, I I like that. I've never liked white dresses. Yeah. And over here in America, we have an obsession with purity. Purity balls. Purity rings. Weddings. And so, listen. Listen. It's all creepy. And so, whenever I see a bitch wearing all white, I'm just like, you better be Olivia Pope or you better have a story. <laughs> ah! Olivia Pope, everybody. Carrie Washington. Listen. Is it handled? Is it, it handled? <laughs> she always did. Listen. I love that show. Are you a gladiator? <laughs> Washington. <laughs> I just again I think that this is a fine movie I, you know what that's my own hot take I'm gonna stop talking right there <laughs> I'm to meander into my hot take <laughs> <laughs> yeah I I wanted to like because like I bought this movie forever ago because everyone is always like oh you don't know audition and it's so great and I'm like I don't hate it but I also 
wanted more from it. It's it's just I'm not in a place for a slow burn right now. Like I'm in the middle of my Saw marathon. I'm watching like a bunch of movies I've never seen before. So I'm here for the adrenaline right now. And so to have this become, this is the kind of movie that's just so made for the adults of the nineties. You know, it's that very slow, that very dry. And I can imagine it was shocking at the time it was released. I saw a factoid that was, that said, when the film was re- when the film was screened at Rotterdam Film Festival in 2000, it had a record number of walkouts. One woman who had actually sat through the entire film immediately walked out of the ensuing Q and A session, passed the stage, and hissed, "You are sick!" at the director, much to his amusement and delight. <laughs> at the Swiss <laughs> premiere, someone passed out and needed emergency room attention. Like maybe you know. Again, we've been desensitized because we are so far into this new decade millennium that we've seen it all. We've seen it all. And as they, and I think this movie really inspired a lot of those, like the torture films, like Saw and like, yeah, and any of the other ones that I can't think of right now. The box was giving me a little bit of American Mary, and I was hoping for a little bit of that because the Sasuke sisters are not. They're not okay. And so I was hoping that we could have something similar to that kind of this bitch is killing the people and doing the things and we didn't get it. And so I think that part of what this disconnect is is expectations mm-hmm. because the vibe that it's on Google is selling one thing and it's not that. And I think it's I think it's also because yeah, like you said, we've been kind of desensitized to this torture porn world and, and so I think it maybe if, if we had watched it in 1999 or 2000, we may have a more shocked reaction to it. But here, this is where we're at. You know, we've seen, well, I haven't seen it. And I don't think you have either, but Human Centipede is out there. Saw is out there. Mm-mm. Hostel is out mm-hmm. there. Uh, yeah. And I'm Mm-mm. just like, it's not my cup of tea. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, this is polite torture porn, which I appreciate I- because I think that. With most things in America, we tend to supersize. And when we supersize, it's not always quality over quantity. Agreed. That was a dig at Eli, yes. Agreed. <laughs> well, should we get... We're both skating around our hot takes. Should we get to our hot takes, Sheree? <laughs> let's get let's get out. Let's get spicy. What's your hot take? My hot take is the girls overhyped this one. It's, it's fine. I... I, I will probably see it again someday, but it's not like, oh my God, my mind has been blown because people love to say that this is a great movie and it's good. It's good. But I don't think that the way they talk about it and what it is live up to me um, because we've seen some shit. We, we've we seen a lot of Asian movies that deliver. Um, <laughs> um, and so I was like, let's go. It's always right. And I'm like, it's always all right. When it's not right, <laughs> that makes me a little bit sad. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think I gave this a two and a half stars on Letterboxd. I I enjoyed it to a degree, but then torture porn is just not for me. So my hot take is mm-hmm. I definitely respect this film. I think this film is well done for the most part besides the pacing issues. But it, there's some pretty shots. It's well written. You know, it's just not my cup of tea it's not for me i but like i said i can definitely respect it because it inspired and you could see the inspiration that went on to do some some franchises that some people love and some people love torture porn and that is their shits and giggles and 
that's great. I'm happy for you. I'm not going <laughs> to shame your kinks, but like, it's not mine. And so tons and tons and tons of respect. Not for me. I think that it's fine to have a movie that meanders under the genre umbrella, wherever the subgenres are for her, because I'm not sure. I think definitely more on the thriller side of the umbrella than the flat out horror. <laughs> but yeah, because we we are building a mystery, as Sarah McLaughlin said. <laughs> um, so <laughs> by the time we get to the mystery part, I'm just like, oh yeah, I was here for a movie. Let's well, yeah, do this. I think like this movie is like part rom com, part horror part thriller part mystery and i just think like we said earlier it just it doesn't fully go into any of that because <laughs> it tried everything i really want to read the book i i think that is my goal um next year because this year's almost burned already <laughs> but next year my goal is to find the book and see what i see because maybe there's stuff in there that would answer my questions and make me feel a little bit more satisfied because it just feels unfinished yeah. it feels unfinished like there's something missing from the meal or right the well, and knowing that this is an adaptation too like we all like we've said multiple times it's hard to adapt a book to a film and make it like sufficient because books a book could spend nine hours developing characters and thoughts and ideas and situations in film you have you have a minute 30 seconds well, this in this movie's mm-hmm. we got two minutes or something, but <laughs> everything was forever. <laughs> but like you got to be able when you're adapting a book to a film, you have to be able to know how to edit yourself and how to edit your source material. And I wonder if this falls into the just that the editing of the source material just wasn't. Uh, wasn't as effective as you and I probably wanted it to be. You also need to make sure that when you're adapting something, you know what excites you about it. Because if you know what excites you about it, then that's going to come through in the adaptation. And so we can like hang on to that because this just felt like they were adapting to be adapting. It didn't feel like I could pinpoint what facet this person about this. Um, and maybe that's, maybe I just owe it a couple more rewatches and it'll sink in. But like at a first glance, I'm just like, okay, that's yeah. cool. It was a time. Look. It was a great time. Was it a bad time? It was. It was a time. No, I'm not going to be all like, fuck that movie. Like men. <laughs> like, I, fuck that movie. <laughs> it's just like, well, you know, nice little palate cleanser. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like I said, I, I love that this movie inspired other people to make better movies. In my opinion. Like, I would say the first mm-hmm. Saw is mm-hmm. better than this. I don't want to get into that conversation. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just looking to the sky. <laughs> well, that's what I will say. I, the first Saw keeps me more engaged than this movie did. But I am glad this movie inspired, like, seemed to inspire that movement in the, tw- in the uh, early aughts and 2010s of this torture porn explosion, most of which I don't love. But some people love it. And everyone deserves something they love. Everybody's so creative. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, yes, yes. All right. Uh, any last thoughts, Trey, before we sign off here? I just want to take scissors to everything. <laughs> Drown your babies, y'all. Drown your babies. Uh, 
listen, just like a couple, just snip, snips and snip, snips. Um, and like give her a new haircut. Cause I think that she's a good time in here. We just need to like, we let the thing simmer too long for me. And I was like, if no. this was a 90 minute movie, we would be having a different conversation. Right? Yeah. Hands down. All right. Well, that is our thoughts on audition. I want to say the audition, but it's just audition. You love to add an article listen. to somebody's title. Like, <laughs> I'm like, Trent, there's no A. Trent, there's no A. There should be, damn it. Anyway. <laughs> this is its Christian name. It's like Trent. Anyways, that's our thoughts on audition. Thank you all so much for listening and supporting us here on Fear Street. Next week. We are covering Death Becomes Her with our pal, Jesse. As we continue singing, hit me, baby, one more time, because we're not leaving the 90s yet, y'all. Yeah, so we'll catch y'all next week. As always, make sure that you stay fierce out there. Bye.